0: And joining me right now here on the Mark Moses Show, this guy does a great job covering college sports there in the Carolinas. He is my good friend Brett Freelander with Saturday Road. Brett, how you doing today?
1: I am doing well. We're uh, coming down. You we're know, getting ready to head to the home stretch in the basketball season. Spring training's getting ready to start, so uh, it's a good time of the year. I love that you
0: were posting this morning on the X or the Twitter, whatever it's called where they show, it's just so funny, they show you like ACC football games this fall, and they're just so ridiculous. There was one, is it Stanford and and what is it, uh, SMU? California and Wake Forest. Yeah, that's the, the other one. Uh,
1: on the Friday, the next to last game of the season, uh, sometime in November, and I, I can't remember who posted it, but said it sounds like an early 2000s Emerald Bowl matchup. <laughs> No, I'm telling you,
0: August 31st, on a Friday night, it's Stanford and it's SMU to kick off the season.
1: (laughs) Yes. Go ACC.
0: UCF is more Atlantic Coast Conference, in theory, right, than those two teams.
1: Here's the thing. We have long passed the point of geographic sanity when it comes to the conferences. It's, you know, the ACC now stands for All Coast Conference. It's, It's ridiculous. I don't think it's going to last very long because I think that all these conferences, including the Big Ten, which now has teams from New Jersey to California, uh, I think they're going to find that the number of the teams that are involved and the, just the way they're spread out is going to be an unmanageable situation. And, and I think we'll end up seeing here within the next couple of three years, maybe five at the most, um, a total reorganization where you just kind of go with, Maybe the two big leagues, you know, Big Ten and, and SEC, and then have break them up into divisions that, like the NFL, where you have conferences and divisions and, and, and they become a little bit more uh, geographically sane and they don't look like they do now. I think you will have some mishmashes of, you know, of, of, of teams that are in three different conferences now in the same division.
0: You make too much sense. You can't run it. I'm sorry, Brett. You can't.
1: You can't be in charge. No, you can't. And I think that that's going to that's become very apparent very quickly. I mean, I'll give you an example in the ACC. Hmm. Okay, so now the tournament, the basketball tournament, um, it, it, it goes from Tuesday to Saturday. It's already way wow. too out of control, way too long. Nobody goes anymore because, I mean, you just don't know when your team's going to play and you can't really invest the whole week. Well, now you're going to add three more teams. You're going to put 18 teams in there now, and you're going to have to add another day probably. What do you do? I mean, you, it, it, you just it, there's no way around it. You, you, it. you just can't do it. And I think that it's not going to take more than a year or two for them to figure that out. Here's my thoughts,
0: and I want to get your take, and I always love getting you on. We're here with my good friend Brett Freelander. These schools are going to keep asking for money, and I think we're going to get to the point where the TV networks are going to be like, we don't have any more money to give you. We can't.
1: We can't do it. Well, they're already there. They're already getting close to that. I mean, it, it, that's and and you know, say all you want about how bad the ACC's TV deal is. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it is. It's it's a terrible deal, and and we can go into that later if you want. But um, uh, the reason that John Swafford did that. Was because he knew that that the, the, the well was going to run dry. Well, he anticipated it a little bit too soon, uh, but it's it's starting to to run dry now, and 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 I don't think you're going to see contracts as big as, as as we've seen moving forward, and that's just a fact. And I think the only way that that they're going to come close to making that kind of money is if they start consolidating.
0: Will Florida State be part of this conference moving forward?
1: Yes, and I'll tell you why, and this is not going to be a popular opinion there in in, in, in Florida. Uh-huh. I, I've, I, I am not a lawyer, okay? So I, I don't pretend to know all the specifics of this case and all the legal ramifications and everything. But I've read the lawsuit, and to me, it sounds like the Florida state's most you know compelling argument is that it's a crappy contract. And guess what? It is a cra- crappy contract. But here's the thing. They signed it willingly twice. So I'm not – I don't know how they're going to win this. And, you know, the home court advantage thing, that, you know, it's a judge. It's not somebody who, hey, I went to to Florida State, so I'm going to – no, these guys are sworn in to, to, to adjudicate on the fact. And I don't know that they're going to win this. And I think their end game is to, to – Drag this thing out or to make it look like it's going to get dragged out so long and become so expensive that the ACC I, decides to come to some sort of agreement and settles and, and, and lets them go. And I don't think the ACC is going to do that because by doing that, you open the door for Clemson to walk out, for North Carolina to walk out, for Miami to walk out, and that's the end of the conference. So I, I think this thing is going to go on, and I think the ACC is going to end up winning, and Florida State's going to be stuck till
0: 2036. I. I feel bad saying this. They got humbled in December. Like, humbled. From the standpoint of weren't good enough to make the playoff, not allowed to lose the ACC, and then I think Georgia's still scoring on them in that bowl game.
1: I, uh, well, I'd rather. That, re- that bowl game, though, that, that, that wasn't. That- that was the equivalent of an, of an NFL exhibition game, in which one team is starting is playing its starters to prepare them for the season, and the other is, uh, team is playing a bunch of undrafted free agents and, and rookies who are trying to make the team. And it, it was basically a bunch of guys who dressed up as Florida State. It was not Florida State. Even if they
0: were at, and this is the debate question, even if they are at full strength, they still don't win that game. I'm sorry. No, we'll never know, will we? We'll never know. And that was a joke. I don't even know who paid to go to that
1: game. I have and, at the and, Orange you know, Bowl, and that's the thing. They should get their money back. Um, but they should. And, and the other thing too is, I, I feel bad for the Orange Bowl because that is a, you know, that is a traditional New Year's game. That that is college football. I mean, right below the, the Rose Bowl, you've mm-hmm. got the Orange Bowl. You know, the whole silly halftime show and the yeah. And, and, I mean, that is college football, and to have that game desecrated. The way it did, you know, is a shame as well. But you know what? I would love to have seen Jared versus in in the Georgia backfield. Yeah, I I would have loved to seen Trey Benson, uh, you know, trying to, you know, to or or, or Keon Coleman getting downfield because Tate Rodemaker had the arm and and the experience to, you know, to to deliver the ball. I, I, you know, would Georgia have won? Maybe, probably, but. We'll never know, and I think Florida State would have had at least a puncher's chance in that game.
0: Well, how about let's put
1: it this way? It wouldn't have been sixty to three, sixty-three to three.
0: All right, here here's my thing. And if I look in hindsight, why was Jordan Travis in that game against the cupcake with two weeks ago in the season? What are you doing? Why is he scrambling?
1: What 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 is this? I, I don't understand. I I I don't know because that's because well, why was he scrambling? Because that's the way he played and. And and that was just him being him. You can't tell him to just dial it back. Why was why was he playing? I mean, in games like that, you usually play your starters till about halftime and then you yank them out. But just to keep them sharp, I, I I don't know. The bigger question is why are you scheduling that game? Why are you playing that game? Um, I am, and whether it's the first game of the season or the game before a rivalry game, I, I just don't like cupcake games like that against. You know, FCS teams. Uh, listen, I, I feel like if you want to play those games, play them as your spring game, okay? Make it an exhibition. That way, the, the FCS teams can get their guarantee. You can sell tickets to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, yeah, I, 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 I don't agree. know. I, I, there's no need for games like that because of injuries like that. I thought of you
0: we're here with Brett Freelander. Does a great job covering the ACC for Saturday Road. You got to check him out, especially on Twitter and online. Okay. So two or three years ago, Dabo was the guy, right? The yep. na- Like the guy. And now Nick Saban retires. I would have thought if you would have told me two or three years ago, who takes over for Nick, I'd say it's Dabo Sweeney. And then now what happened? I- I'm
1: shocked by this. I'm not. And the reason I'm not is because... Dabo did it to himself. Dabo is still coaching in the 20th century, not Mm. the 21st century. He doesn't believe in the transfer portal. He's a real vocal opponent of NIL. You know, he's still got this, this, you know, this misguided Pollyannish, uh, you know, amateurism thing, even though he's making, what, $12 million a year. Uh And I think if you're Alabama, and you're going to try to run a program without utilizing the, the transfer portal when everybody else in the SEC is. It's sort of like an NBA team or an NFL team saying, you know, we really don't like free agency, so we're just not going to pursue any free agents. Well, everybody else is, and you know, you're you going to end up falling behind, and you're going to fall behind quickly, and you're going to have a hard time catching back up, I mean, developing your own players. I mean, it sounds nice, but it just, it just is not part of the equation now. And I think that that scared the folks at, at, at Alabama off. I think Dabo could say all he likes, you know, I'm going to change. I'm going to do this. You know, this is a different situation. But you really can't trust him to do it because his history is that he does it. And, and I don't think if you're Alabama and in that conference with all, the, especially now that Georgia has really kind of caught up with and maybe edged ahead of the, you know the, the Crimson Tide, you can't afford to, to give anybody an advantage right now.
0: My analogy when I heard Nick Saban retire is that book and movie, No Country for Old Men, where... <laughs> and, look, and, and look, Saban's the man. I'm happy There's that... He's walking around with like an air, you know, he's <laughs> pink and... <laughs>
1: But, a coin so
0: the, flipping. the analogy is from Tommy Lee Jones at the end of the movie ah, and the book okay. where they do the analogy where it's like, okay, you were a police officer for decades and you were great at it, but now there's something new and it's a new type of villain. You're like, whoa, I didn't sign up for this world, right? I There's a part yep. of me. And again, I will say this again. I'm happy I saw Saban. He's the best of the best. Right. But he's like, I forget this transfer portal. It's time for me to get the hell out of here. That's how I feel. Exactly.
1: And listen, he's 71 years old. He was the second Mac Brown is the only coach in the country. I think that was, that was older than, than him. Mm. And the other thing is he's got all his rings. He's got, I mean, if he wants, he can go on ESPN. If not, yeah. he can find a beach somewhere down there in, you know, uh Gulf, you know, on the Gulf coast and just kind of hang out. But look at, look at this. I mean, the last, what, two, three, four years, Mike Shishovsky, Roy Williams, Jay Wright. Now, Bill Belichick. Although that may have been you know, yeah. mutual, and not just him deciding. But I mean, these guys, these old school guys. It's like, okay, I, why? Why do I need this? And and I think that he just kind of said, like you said, it's it's just a different ball game, and it's a lot more work. And the, the playing field is a lot more level, which means other folks have got an opportunity, as much of an opportunity, you know, to compete with you uh as you do and, and, and that's something that hasn't always been the case. So why do I need this? I'm I'm just I'm you know, peace out folks.
0: I love the Bama fans where they're crying now. <laughs> they're crying. We need to change this. Oh really? Oh, okay. No, no, you're in on this too. Sorry, sorry. I, I love it. And I love who is it? I, it was his name, Bond, the wide receiver. He openly yeah. said, I this is where you ripped the womb, the Band-Aid. It's all ripped off now. He's like, I'm going to Texas. It's a business decision. I have to go to the NFL. Yes. Uh, forget it. There's no school involved in any of these people.
1: Just forget there isn't. it. And, and listen, it is it is only a matter of when rather than if college athletes are going to become employees of the school. And this <sighs> is why... The arms race for money right now is so intense, and why Florida State is—I is, mean, listen—the amount of money they're bringing in should be enough to run an athletic department and to do it well. I mean, look, they—they they were undefeated; they should have been in the playoff next year with a 12-year or this coming year with a, with a 12-team playoff. You know, the ACC champion is going to be in the playoff; it, it should be enough. But the reason it's not enough. First of all, there's also the you know keeping up with the with the Gators thing, but the reason it's not enough is because at some point soon they're going to have to pay these guys, and you know they can you're going to need money to do it, and so the more money you have, the more you can pay these guys, and so uh, you know it's it's coming. Oh, I know. I don't
0: know if you know this, uh, Boca Raton. Like FAU, oh, no. yeah, uh they have more money there than they do in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. So yeah, yeah, this yeah. could all. Hey, FAU basketball's ranked the top twenty-five. They went to the Final Four.
1: They could get some donors to get some players. Yep. Come on. Yep, there is. I mean, look. Hey, listen. All those guys from last year's team. Okay, mm. Uh you know, you would think that okay, they've they've gotten their exposure. Now I'm going to go play at someplace big. Well, most of them stayed, and there's yeah. a reason for that. I, they, I they, they they got, you know, showing me the money, and I guarantee you somebody showed them the money.
0: So I saw UCF beat Kansas a couple weeks ago, um, and UCF beat w- West Virginia last night. They're yep. getting wins, and I love the Don horns. Dawkins, man,
1: doing some work. And then they
0: beat, I love they beat Texas, and then he didn't like them doing horns down. It was fantastic. Yeah, well, you right? know what? You don't like it, don't don't lose to him. Yeah, I know. So Bill Self walked into the room, and I thought about what you said a second ago here on the air, Brett Freelander. I think Bill Self's the top dog now, right, for college basketball.
1: He has to be. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, if he's not, then he's like right up there in the top two. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm trying to think of who else might be in that conversation. Who's left? But, uh, Who, I, uh, yeah, I would say he probably is. He, he's got the rings. And, you know, he, he, there's also a little bit of wink-wink going on, too, because, uh, yeah, the the NCAA, you know, is all over them. But, uh, yeah, I would have to say, and I'd tell you something else, too. He's the next guy to keep an eye on as far as saying I've had enough. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, he's been around a long time, and – He's, you know, it's it, it's changing, and you know, at a certain point, you say there there are other things, especially when you can make just as much money, you know, sitting a, on a TV set, you know, uh, and 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 talking about it, and not have to game plan, not have to listen to fans complain when you lose, and and all that kind of stuff. This is my thing;
0: it gets me very upset, like with transfer portal, and I understand. Like, I'm all about the players; they should be. Making money off this.
1: Coaches already have a transfer portal.
0: Yeah, they leave anytime. But my thing is, okay, Dylan Gabriel, who was, he he says at UCF, then he went to UCLA for five minutes, then he goes to Oklahoma. (laughs) You're the quarterback of Oklahoma football for two seasons. Then he's like, "Ah, I'm out of here. I'm going to go somewhere else. The quarterback at Ohio State, he's the start, and I get it. Maybe they're going to go with someone else. You're the starting quarterback. You're the, the starting quarterback of Ohio State, and you're like, nah, I'm going to go to Syracuse. If None yeah. of this is a big deal anymore to be the man at these big schools. That's
1: my thing. I don't get it. Yeah, and, and the whole you – know, guys, are, they're there for a year, and then they leave again. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of the way the, AC, the NCAA handled the, uh, the whole second-time transfer thing, Yeah, uh, especially since it, was, it seemed like it was very arbitrary. But there is something to that. I mean, it, it, you know, I'm all for player movement, but with some limitations. And and guys leaving to go to a different school every year, it seems like, it's just it's ridiculous. a little bit much. It's ridiculous. Uh, and, and the other thing, too, is, and, and this isn't even from a fan standpoint, this is from a coach's standpoint, but fans, too. I mean, how do you prepare? How do you, you know, it used to be, well, look, we didn't have a great season, but we came on toward the end of the year. We got a lot of guys back. You know, we've got some momentum coming to next year. And now all of a sudden, everybody's gone, and you're putting together an entirely new team again. And the other ones I feel sorry for are the poor high school seniors who're coming up. Oh. You know, I mean, there's only a limited number of spots now because you can get experienced players off the portal. Why do you need to to, to recruit high school seniors now? Because they're not, you know, you bring them in, they stay a year or two, if that, and you know, you put all that effort and money into them, and and by the time you develop them, they're gone. They're, they're going to play for somebody else. You know, you become somebody else's farm club. So, it's it's it, it's madness. It's craziness, and it could have been avoided if somebody at the NCAA, and I know this is asking a lot, yeah, would have had the foresight or the cojones or or or, or you know just The the smarts to to prepare and create some sort of guidelines and some rules, then this would not be going on. Well, right now it's just like I think it was Mike Khashievsky who 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 first coined the phrase. It's the Wild West. It's 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 craziness, and they're begging Congress Uh to you know to 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 help them and and to fix it. Look, well, guess what? Congress can't fix important stuff. They're not going to have time or the desire to, to, to deal with this. Look,
0: it's an institution of higher education, and they can't figure this out. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. The best. yeah. Give me $25,000 a year for room and board tuition. Give me the money. All right? But we don't know what yeah. we're doing.
1: Yeah, and my favorite thing is that the NCAA still insists on, on, on you know, per- per- perpetuating the whole student-athlete oh, I know. fraud. So here, yeah, here's what it's okay. like.
0: And this is something we, I have to talk about for the next seven months or so. till we get back to the new season. So the Gators have DJ Lagway, who is like Gatorade <laughs> high school player of the year, five star yep. quarterback. And I'm so yep. happy he's going there. You can't redshirt, you can't redshirt him. No, you, you can't. You can't. He has to get on the field or he's going to transfer. You got to play yes, him.
1: And, 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 and if you don't, basically you're saving a year of eligibility for somebody else. Yes.
0: You have to play him. Yeah,
1: even though it, look, maybe he's not
0: big enough. Mentally, he might not be ready, but it doesn't matter. You got to throw him out there.
1: You have to. Yes, and, and the worst part about it is, you know, he, he'll be a true freshman. So, you know, maybe he's that special that that he immediately steps in and and is a star. But chances are, it's gonna it's gonna take a little while for him to figure it out for the game to slow down, and he's gonna struggle a little. And either you're gonna go down in flames. Or, or you're going to replace him, yes. and then he's going to leave. And then, you know, with that year of experience, <laughs> Look, he's going to start somewhere else. I would rather
0: sign up for 12 games of him struggling, trying to figure it out, than another year where it's like, oh, we got Graham Mertz, and we can't get to a ball game.
1: That's how I feel. Okay, but here's but here's the rub with that. If, if you're Billy Napier and you do that, basically you're preparing him for your successor, right? Yes. Yes, you are. It's a win-win for everyone. <laughs> that's great. Before, it really is nuts. It re- Mark, it really, really I is love it.
0: nuts. I, well, it's great for content for you and me. That, that's yeah, what we no agree kidding.
1: on. Uh, <laughs> we're here with Brett
0: Freelander. Let's end with this. I got a little upset where Sports Illustrated, which I didn't know was still happening, so they laid off the final employees, even though they're still tweeting, and then people are being sentimental and everything and I'm like and I want your take mine is we're all to blame we stopped buying it we everyone gave up on sports illustrated but now we're upset I I don't know what to think what about you
1: I'm just sad because for for a couple of reasons first of all when I was a kid going to the mailbox usually on Thursday or Wednesday and and that being in the mailbox in the cover and yeah you know, that was like the highlight of my week okay and to see this become a punchline is just so depressing yeah but you're right but but listen i i could see this coming a couple of years ago oh it's more than a couple now i was at one time i was working for uh one of their um their satellite sites uh they had started when maven took over uh they they started doing uh, uh, school-specific sites, and I was doing the NC State site. And it lasted about 18 months, and they decided that it wasn't getting enough traction, there wasn't enough clicks, and so they, they basically trimmed it down and I got laid off. Mm. And, you know, you could kind of see it. They overextended, they, and, you know, it, and the management really was, was going downhill. And then they sold it to, I believe it was Arena. And they started trimming the fat, and hmm. but you're right. I mean we don't we, you know the Internet has killed basically the print medium, yeah. um, but, but but the thing about it is though, Sports Illustrated was still a a high class operation online. Okay, you didn't have the magazine, but it, you know they were still putting out really good, long-form sports oh, yeah. journalism. I- then they started getting rid of the talented people and they you know what happened is they they threw too much money at it right away uh it didn't return the way they wanted it to and so they started laying people off and when they did what they do they cut the fat they don't cut the you know the 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 middle management people they they cut the people who are making the most and usually those are the most talented people and then you know it becomes a shell of itself and that's what has happened and you know when that happens people don't read it anymore and they don't get clicked and uh you know the, the, my hope here is, and I thought that this was going to be the end of Sports Illustrated. now they're keeping the brand going uh it's you know they're basically they're they're using AI for most of it, and they're doing some freelance uh you know uh work to you know to, to keep some long form stuff going. but my hope is that they're doing this to keep the brand viable so that they can sell it off to somebody who actually wants to bring it back. Yeah. And make it good again. So that, this way they can, they've got. That's the only thing that they've got now. That is, that is a, a marketable thing that they can, a commodity that they can sell. They can sell the brand, and they can make some money off of that. And I'm hoping that somebody out there wants to do it.
0: All right, I will tell you my favorite covers, and then you will tell me yours off the top of okay. your head. All right, I'll give you a second. We're here, with Brett Freelander. Okay, the one when I was a kid, and it was a big deal. And it's probably never happened since then is when Northwestern in 94 won the big 10 and they finally, and this was Gary Barnett was the coach and they beat Michigan and they went to the Rose bowl and Darnell Autry's on the cover. Like <laughs> it is really, and I'm telling you like that was a big deal. And I, you know, I, I was born at Evanston hospital And I, you know, I grew up right in the city. I grew up right by that stadium, and they were always a punching bag. And when the Northwestern Wildcats were on the cover, that was a big deal for me and everyone in my neighborhood. Um, When I I still have it. That's what I want you to know. I still have that one. Walter Payton died. And sweetness, like, I still have that one, which was, like, devastating. I have that one. Um, I'll tell you. Mark Burley, you can see it's all my White Sox, you know, Chicago stuff. <laughs> Mark, okay, so Mark Burley in 09 threw the perfect game, and I bought yep. the Sports Illustrated. He, he did it against the Rays. And then, you know it's a weird stat? A lot of teams have thrown perfect games against the Tampa Bay Rays. It's weird for baseball. But, like, that was big. I'll tell you, one of the coolest ones, and you talk about great reporting, when LeBron took his talents to South Beach – And then you see why he picked it. And it was because Pat Riley put out all the rings in front of LeBron and said, Be part of this culture. We'll win championships. And then the one in 14, he does the letter to go back to Cleveland. Those are my favorites. How about you?
1: You know, the other, the thing, the the LeBron thing brings up a a point too as to why Sports Illustrated was so good because they used to get access. They got more access than anybody else. I mean, remember, I mean, LeBron, he was. They had somebody like with LeBron the whole time when that was going on, and you know that just, that just didn't happen. And it, and it happened because it was Sports Illustrated; it had that that cachet. Well, other than the swimsuit issue every year between <laughs> the time I was about ten and fourteen, um, my <laughs> <That's> <laughs> my, awesome. my favorite covers. Were when the Atlanta Braves won the World Series in 1995. I, I grew up in Atlanta, and nice, and and I still have I still have that one. It's basically the dog pile, and you can kind of see Chipper, you know, his face with with his finger up, number one. My other favorite one was when North Carolina won the the national championship in basketball in 20. 20- 10 with Hansborough and, and Ty Lawson and Ellington and that crew. And the reason I love that, that 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 cover so much, and I still have that one too, is because if you look real close behind the celebration, I'm sitting there at the press table, so I'm on the cover of sports. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome,
0: dude. When I was in Virginia, I know we're going long, where uh, I used to do a sports segment with this guy named Sonny Randall. And he was the. Oh, co- I remember him. Yeah, so he was the coach of Virginia. Yeah. You're right. So I had yeah. him on. This was my first sports show. He do sports updates with me every morning. And he played college football for Virginia. He he passed away. Uh, I'd say about seven or eight years ago. And then he told me once, "Hey, I was on the cover of Sports Illustrated." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He was like, "When he played for, I think when they were the St. Louis Cardinals football team." He was on the cover catching a pass in the 1960s. Wow. I got to find that one.
1: I have to. Wow. It's awesome.
0: I like you know Sonny Randall. I like that.
1: That's pretty cool. Well, I'm an ACC guy, so, I mean, come on. He would
0: come on with his big Virginia accent, and he would say <laughs> mock the shock every morning. So then people in the street started calling me that.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> the best. That's too cool. Brett Freelander, my man, thank you so much for your help, and have a great day. You do the same.